Hello Gwen, it's Richard and Bo with Footprints Asset Management and Research. Last week we talked about dry bulk shipping, so I think this week Bo and I wanted to follow up with a little bit about oil tankers. Yeah, the, uh, the oil tanker market, a lot like dry bulk, underwent the same downturn uh, post-Great Recession. And uh, they have since had a much stronger, longer-lasting recovery over the last 18 months, uh, but have recently had a pretty significant pullback in daily charter rates. You know, maybe a year ago, roughly, rates were $50,000, $75,000 a day. Today, they've dropped down to ten, twenty thousand $20,000 a day. A lot of that is because of new building deliveries and a reduction in scrapping, um, and that centers around the global oil trade. A lot of people, when Saudi Arabia said they were going to uh, continue to produce and not pull back their production, that was November 2014, and that sent oil into a tailspin all the way down to the $25, $30 it hit. And the tanker stocks sold off with it, yet the daily rate to charter oil tankers went to the moon. It went from $15,000 a day in 20, early 2014 to $100,000 a day. These tankers were making money hand over fist, and yet the stock markets uh, just really didn't understand what was going on. I think they thought they were energy companies. but. It's actually quite opposite. They were hauling the energy. And the low price of oil actually increases global ton mileage demand because the world consumes more oil. And then you had the IEA out there and everyone thought the world was going to end for a while, as usual. And then gas drops to a buck sixty a gallon here in the States. A lot of foreign countries removed their government subsidies because the price of oil had fallen so much they didn't need to support the price. In the entire world, lo and behold, low commodity price, everyone started to consume more oil. And the IEA kept saying, you know, we're only going to consume 96 million barrels. And then it was 97, and then it was 98, and I don't know where it is today, but at the end of the day, everyone's consuming more oil. We're buying more SUVs, we're buying more automobiles, and we have a, a small correction here, hopefully, in the price of uh, chartering a, a ship. But even just today, I think six or eight ships were chartered and rates were all better than yesterday. And these rates are highly volatile. It's what makes uh, us so interested in the industry. Rates can go from $15,000 a day in two weeks. I wouldn't be surprised if they're at $100,000 a day. And when you've got a fleet of 50 vessels hauling 2 million barrels each, significant earnings power uh, when the rates do turn, as they always do. But it's extremely volatile. That's what makes Wall Street hate the industry. It's hard to get a, a strong buy rating. Uh, you know, a lot of the public companies... They pay variable dividends that are a function of their cash flows. Uh, if you understand the way that taxes uh, are on dividends and capital gains in some of these foreign countries, you see why they love dividends as opposed to capital appreciation in the stock. You also have a, a benefit of the asset values on the balance sheet. They are also a function of the cash flows. And 
recently there's been a small correction in the ve uh, vessel value and you know they're 75 85 million dollars a ship four years ago they were 40 50 million a ship and you don't get a mark assets up on the balance sheet unfortunately uh, at least the way gap works so you can't really see exactly how much the balance sheet is worth uh, it's kind of masked in uh, the debt, you know, the debt's always on the balance sheet at its, its current market value. And then you have OPEC. You know, OPEC is producing a ton of oil. Yes, they just called some random meeting in September that sent the price of oil up yesterday. And I don't know what they're going to do. But what we do know is Iran has come back online faster than most people expected. Um, Saudi Arabia is pumping as much oil as they can. You have some of the problems that reduced global oil supply getting fixed. Nigeria, Libya, they're starting to bring oil back online. China is filling a strategic petroleum reserve that is just massive. And they're continuing to build tanks to put more oil in. So you have a lot of things in the industry um, that are really bullish, I'd say, for the next few years. you got a, a Delivery book that's still a little aggressive. This year, seen a lot of deliveries, some next year. But after that, you know, it still takes two years to get a ship ordered or delivered. And hopefully after this, this wave of deliveries hit, you could see another strong run in the oil tanker rates and something that's more sustainable because, you know, the owners don't want to shoot themselves in the foot like they did in 08, 09, 2010. They built way too many vessels. As we're seeing today, what happens is exactly what's happening in the dry bulk space. It's been completely decimated. Um, if you look at the corporate actions, a lot of oil tanker companies, uh, they've paid back a lot of cash to shareholders. You can see the ones that have been good stewards of capital. Several of them have stock buybacks in place. You know, their equities are half or a third of what they were last year, and yet rates are fair. I mean, they're still all making money, uh, but it's highly sensitive to that daily rate for most of those because their ships are trading in the spot market. One of the other interesting things in the business is that, you know, their biggest input cost is bunker, their fuel. Price of fuels dropped in 75%. That's good for them. It lowers their operating cost, whether it's them or the people actually chartering the ship. You also have a ton of family ownership. We mentioned on the dry bulk space, we, we like investing where people own the company. We can go buy tanker stocks and the family might own 25, 30% of the company. And they're great stewards of capital. The one we like most has raised their dividend three out of the last six quarters. They've bought back almost $40 million worth of stock and the stock's half what it was last year. I mean, uh, trades at two, three times earnings. Most of these oil tankers, and again, Wall Street hates them because it's so volatile. You can't put a good projection on them if you're an analyst with confidence. And they're trading at two, three times earnings. A couple of them bought assets in 2012, 2013, 2014 for 40, 50 million a ship. Uh, they issued fairly low cost debt to buy the assets. And today they might be worth 70, 80 million, but again, you can't mark that asset up. You only get to realize that when you sell it. I mean, at the end of the day, eventually, low prices will stimulate more demand. And there's been a little pullback here. 
but going into the, the winter season, it's a highly cyclical, very seasonal business. August, September are traditionally slow as you come off the peak uh, summer driving season. And so we could see rates double, triple in a matter of a month or two very easily as stocks are uh, rebuilt, uh, winter kicks in, and the industry enters its, its seasonally strongest period. Oh, wow, Bo, that's exciting stuff right there. You're telling me I love this stuff. I can't get enough of this shipping industry. So, Bo, how are you taking advantage of the low oil tanker rates to correctly position clients for a turnaround? Yeah, great question. We're, uh, you know, we owned a lot of the equities running into 2013. We were buying 2014. It paid off. We'd build a position. 2015 was great. And then all of a sudden, you know, things start tanking and we don't understand why. Um, and really for no reason. So we just sit back and we continue to buy the equities. But what got really attractive, especially in January with a big sell-off, uh, was other parts of the capital structure have come under pressure. So, you know, we were looking at preferred issues of several of them. Uh, a lot of these Greek shipping companies, they kind of shy away from public debt because of the volatility and because of the issuance size. But they really have a lot of uh, bank debt, uh, quite a few revolvers, and then quite a few do, you know, small to medium-sized tranches of preferred stock. So we're looking at some of the preferreds. Um, we've owned some that have run up. And, you know, that's, that's really, we may buy more of the equities. Um, and several, that, they're all interrelated. You know, a lot of the dry bulk companies that also own oil tankers are being forced in a bad position because of how bad the dry spot is. So you can pick up opportunity by companies with exposure in the dry bulk space. You know, one that comes to mind is Navios Maritime. You know, she's got her hands in several different industries and I feel like because of the dry bulk exposure, she has great assets in the oil and in gas and diesel tanker industry, both dry and wet. And she, her holding company is being killed because of uh, the exposure to the dry space. So you can pick up some nice discounted assets throughout various parts of the cap structure. So those are uh, some of the areas uh, we're, we're liking. Some of the issues, you get paid to wait. We like the bonds of quite a few of the companies that actually have bonds traded. So I think we'll just continue to watch it. We'll keep our equity positions and we'll continue to nibble on the, the debt or the preferreds um, as there's opportunity. Um, and again, once, once it turns, you have so much leverage on the balance sheet. You have 20, 30, 40, almost 100 vessels in some of these companies that when rates go up 10x, it doesn't take long to have massive cash flows, massive cash flows. And so we'll just be patient and uh, it's a great opportunity. You know, when bonds are yielding zero around the world, and stocks are trading at 15, 20, 30 times earnings. You look at, at the maritime trade space and these balance sheets are trading for a third of book value and we can pay three, four times earnings and we can handle the volatility. We love it. 
Well, it seems to me that oil tankers have a very exciting outlook right now. It definitely sounds like this industry has a lot of upside to it. From us here at Footprints, thank you for listening. Please be on the lookout for our next episode coming soon. <laughs>